0: Welcome, we are glad you are with us here on Brit David Podcast. Today, Pastor Tim shares a message from Matthew 25, verse 21. The best news you've ever been told. Pastor Tim asks the question, who doesn't want to hear well done, good, and faithful servant? You will be relieved to know that the message is not reserved for those who work the hardest at their Christian life. And it's certainly not for super Christians. The Christian who serves the Lord even in obscurity, is known by the Lord and will be commended by the Lord. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: Got your Bible? Turn with me today to Matthew chapter number 25. Last Sunday, we talked about the most awful news you've ever heard or you've ever been told. And we looked at this horrible passage Of scripture, where Jesus says, Depart from me, I never knew you. That's got to be the most devastating news that anybody will ever hear. So, today, let's go to the other end of the spectrum. I want to share with you today the best news that you've ever been told. You've probably heard some good news along the way and throughout your lifetime. Uh, Maybe it was a proposal, maybe it was a promotion. Maybe it was a little papoose coming into your family. Maybe it was a prize. I don't know what it was. But I tell you this, it dims in comparison to this news that you're going to hear in Matthew chapter 25 today. In fact, I really want to focus on one verse that gives us that great, great news. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's the good news, isn't it? That's news that we want to hear. It's good news that everybody wants to hear. But I want you to know that really, as I look at that one verse, it's in verse number 21, by the way, it's, it's a part of a larger context. Jesus is giving his parable of the talents. In fact, it's the last parable in the book of Matthew that Jesus is going to tell to get his disciples ready for heaven. You know how the parable goes. There's a master who's getting ready to go on a long journey, so he gathers all of his servants together and divides his wealth among them that they might grow his wealth, hopefully exponentially. And so he gives each one of these servants a certain amount of money. We call them talents, not because they're skill kind of talents, but because it's a a weight, it's a measurement. Of gold a measurement of money and so he entrusts this to them and then after a long period of time he returns back home and holds them to account what did you do with the talents that I had given to you and this verse number 21 is his review of each one of those servants The parable, even though it deals with money, is not really a parable so much about economics. It's a parable about heaven. In fact, the beginning of the parable is in verse number 14, which starts this way, For the kingdom of heaven is like... He's sharing with his disciples what heaven is like. What's heaven really going to be like? Now... When we talk about what's heaven going to be like, we want to know what it looks like. We want to know what it sounds like. We want to know what it feels like. Jesus' primary interest in telling this tale or telling this parable to his disciples is to tell them what heaven is like upon entry. What is heaven like when you get there? Talk about a jaw-dropping moment. Those first times, those first moments when you find something that is overwhelmingly amazing. Can you imagine an immigrant looking across the bow of the ship toward Ellis Island to see the Statue of Liberty for the very first time? Can you imagine? Some of you can. Standing at the fence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, looking across at the White House. It's amazing as you look across the lawn. I remember a few years ago when we were able to go to the Grand Canyon and, and you, you know, you've seen pictures and you see things on television, but you get there and it's just it's overwhelming. I mean, as far as you can see from one side to the other, as far as you can see out in front of you, it's just canyon. There's only one word to describe those kinds of first-time moments, and it's awesome. Then you think about the first time that you get to step through the gates of heaven. And realize probably that you never should have used that word to describe anything else ever before. Because suddenly nothing is awesome except for that. Nothing really is amazing except for that. It's not going to be like what you see in cartoons. It's not going to be some unwalled gate... That's, that's made out of gold that arises out of some cloud bank, and, and there's St. Peter standing at a desk looking through a book to see, I mean, like you've got reservations as if he's some kind of maitre d'. It's not what it's going to be like at all. The Bible says that the gate of heaven is made out of one enormous, listen to this, 72 yards in diameter gate. A gate that is walled. 216 feet in depth. The wall that that not just keeps out sinfulness, but it's a gate into a walled city. It's more amazing than anything that you could ever imagine. R.G. Lee said, Heaven is the most beautiful place on the face of the earth. Heaven is the most beautiful thing that the mind of God could conceive and that the hand of God could create. Imagine seeing that for the very first time. There's not a mater D desk there. There's a judge's bench there. A throne, the Bible says, that's there. Encircled with an emerald rainbow, representing for us eternal life. And seated on the throne is not some saint, it's the Savior, it's your advocate. It's the one who could just as easily be able to say, I know what that guy did. I know who that person is. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, you ain't getting in here. Instead, he says, I know what I've done for that one. That one belongs to me. Well done. Good and faithful servant, you are faithful over a few things. You will be made ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That's what you find in verse number 21. I want us to examine that verse together just a little bit today. Let me share these three great truths with you. Three great truths about the best news that you'll ever, ever. Here, The first is this. I want you to see that the Lord's commendation is the best news ever. The Lord's commendation is the best news ever. I mean, talk about a commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. There's no greater approval. There's no greater honor. There's nothing better that you could ever receive And and think about this. This is not your friend saying, well done, good and faithful servant. This is not somebody in your family saying, well done, good and faithful servant. This is not even your boss saying, well done, good and faithful servant. This is not the President of the United States. It's not the preacher at your funeral It's not some celebrity that is saying these things to you. It is the one who created you in His image. It is the one who gave His life for you. It is the the author and the finisher of your faith. It is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who is eternal. The one who is and who was and who. Evermore will be. This is God's review. Well done, good and faithful servant. You say, I'm probably not ever going to hear that. You know, I mean, that's that, that well done thing. I mean, that's just for, that's, that's what God saves for super Christians. First of all, there's no such thing as super-Christians. But if you recall in that parable, I mean, I know we're only looking at verse number 21, so essentially we're only looking at one of the servants. There are three servants that are involved here. And I mean, granted, verse number 21 is about the one who receives more stuff, right? I mean, there's something about the character of that particular servant that the master entrusts him with more than he entrusts anybody else with. So there is something that is more faithful, something that is more reliable, something that is more dependable about him than it is about the others. But the others have received things just as well. And it's not just to the first one that he says, well done, good and faithful servant. In fact, if you want to skip down to verse number 23, it sounds almost exactly like verse number 21 verse 23, he's talking to the second of his servants. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. It's not that the super Christians, the, one who, the ones who come in first, suddenly they get to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, and nobody else gets to. This is a commendation that is available to anybody. To anybody. Yes, it is given to this particular servant, but you could just as easily hear, well done. You could just as easily be called a good and faithful servant. Several years ago, we had, a, we had a couple that was here, and you, you will remember them, Brooks and Kim Jordan. They had gone to a funeral, and the, this particular funeral turned out to be a, really a worship service. I mean, it was incredible. The, the songs that were sang, the, the, the sermon that was here, everything about it was celebratory. And so leaving the funeral, Brooks said to his wife, Kim, when I die, I want my funeral to be just like that. To which Kim, the loving wife, (laughs) says, If you want a funeral like that, then you got to live like that. You know? Let me remind you of this this is the Lord's commendation. This is not the Lord's congratulations. It's not, He's not saying, Well done, good and faithful servant, as if congratulations or Well done, you finally made it. Right? That's how some people take this verse. Well done. Well done. You did it. You you made it. You finally arrived. You lived good enough that you've come on into heaven. You enter on in to the joy of your Lord. That's not what this is about at all. Listen, the entrance is not up to you, is it? The congratulations don't belong to you. If congratulations are due whatsoever, then they're due to Jesus. He's the one who did the work. He's the one who purchased your ticket. He's the one who's provided the way. It's not congratulations, it's commendation, which means this. He is looking at your life right now, not to determine whether you enter but whether you've been good and faithful. Every person in this room has the same amount of time every day. Every person in this room has opportunity. Every person in this room has the potential for the advantage of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life to give you power to do exactly what God has called upon you to do. What do you do with it? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with those things that God has entrusted to you? Maybe it is money, just like in this parable. Maybe it's talents, the way that we think about the word talents. What are you doing in this life that is preparing you for the next? Listen, it is true. Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you. But right now, He is preparing you for that place. When's the last time that you shared your testimony with somebody who needed to hear it? When's the last time that you told somebody how they could be saved? When's the last time that you gave a cup of cold water to somebody in need? When's the last time? Just, just fill in a blank. I don't even know. Just fill in a blank. I want to say something to you. And I don't want it to sound harsh. And I certainly don't want it to sound braggadocious. But after this week, can I tell you that excuses just don't go very far with me? They just don't. I... I, I get get tired of hearing about how much I can't. You can do far more than you think you can do. But you'll never do more than you want to do. You want to live a life that gets commended, well done, good and faithful servant, then do it. You can do that. That's part that's part of this passage. I mean, the Lord's commendation is the best news ever. Everybody wants to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's live it.
0: Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim shares the conclusion to the message, the best news you've ever been told, from Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.